Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Shoftim Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Parashas Shoftim. Uh, the topic of Aliyah is Tomim Tiyem Hashem Alakecha, be pure with Hashem your God. And it is seven Sukim long. I'm running from Perik Yud Ches, Pasuk Vov to Yud Beis. The, the, there are two topics really in this Aliyah. The first is the first three Sukim are dealing with the Levian, and the next one is about heathen practices. So the first idea is. Um, when it comes to the Levi, is we're told that if the Levi will come on his own volition to the base of Migdash, he will serve with his brothers who are there, and he will eat his portion above or outside of the family's portion. That's so. That's what we're told about the Levi. That seems to be a addendum to the previous Zalia, which is the idea of the Kohen. Now we have the Levi. And then we have the notion of heathen practices of the nations around you. We've seen these kind of ideas beforehand, where we're told that when you enter the land, you will not learn to do like all the practices and abominations of those around you. You'll not... Give your children to Molech to the to the fire to pass them through the fires. You will not consult soothsayers or future tellers or those who bring back from the dead or, or or those who believe in superstitions. Hashem is disgusted by all of these things, and that's the reason why He kicked out all the nations before you. You should be pure with Hashem, your God. That's what Aliyah talks about. So a few basic points to ponder. Number one is, what does it mean that the Levi will become b'chol avas nafshoi in all the desire of his soul? What does it mean? He's just coming to the best Mingdash? Rashi gives two explanations. One is that he has the ability, and this applies to a coin as well, to come at any time to the best Mingdash. Now, um, as as it was established at the times of David Amalekh and re-established a number of times throughout Jewish history, there were mishmaros. There were 24 different watches. It was a development, so it wasn't 24 at the beginning, but it developed into 24, where each family would have, of the Kohanim and the Leviim would have a time that they would come to the Beis Midrash to serve. The Kohanim was doing the sacrificial service, the Leviim being the gatekeepers and the uh, and the musical uh, musicians and a, and uh, we'll call it spiritual accompaniment to the sacrifices. So. Those they they would have special times. They would come up, and that, and during those weeks, they would also receive the, some of the, the 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 gifts based on what the services they were performing at the time. Well, this is telling us that a levy may come up at any other time, and also be privy to certain gifts as well. Or at the times of the festivals, a levy may come up and uh, and demand um to be involved in the musafim of the yamta, the extra carbonus of the yamta. What does it mean that he can receive except for the portion of his father? So Rashi explains that this means to say he receives things like the skins of the musafim of the Yamtav, but he cannot get the regular things that that, that Mishmar, the, the called up um, family, would be receiving, that, um, which would be like the Musaf of Shabbos, Nadarim, and Davos, because those are not what he, not a part of his, his basic time. Okay, now what, let's go into the second section of the Aliyah here. There's a lot of different services which we're supposed to avoid. One of them is passing one's children through the fires. That's to give the children to Molech. What does that mean? So Mamim says it's like making a covenant, similar to when, when Avram Avinu made the bris ben Abbasarim. You walk through different parts, so that's a sign of a covenant. So bringing one's child through the fires didn't mean they were harming the child, but it's a, a formal dedication of that child to pagan worship, and that's not to be done. So it's all like a bris milah, but God forbid in the worst possible way for pagan worship. That's not to be done. The, um, the Shadal says an interesting thing that he says, Inyan Misa. This is really referring to what we call today infanticide, where people would actually give their children, their babies, to inhuman sacrifice to the fire, they'd throw them in as well. So it's referring to real, uh, a real practice. It's interesting, up in Carthage, when they did excavations, Carthage was one of the Phoenician cities up the northern coast, one of the Canaanite nations. Um, they, uh, they, they discovered many, many urns which had ashes in them and inscribed in them were the Ugaritic letters, letters which are parallel to the letters MLK, not to be confused with Martin Luther King, that refers to Molech, which means to say that they burnt their children. This really was a practice as well, very 
just a sick and disgusting practice, but this is what the Torah is telling us, don't be influenced by this as well. We'll see similar times in Tanakh where people did try to sacrifice their children as a bid to get um, to, to get certain credence and graciousness from God, and, and Hashem did not like that at all. Now, a few terms we hear in this aliyah, a kosem. What is a kosem? So this sounds like a person who speaks to their staff, Rashi says. He's using his staff to divine what is what is the, the future going to be. What's an onain? So Rashi quotes a Kivin the Gemara, who says this is a person who, who who consults and works out that there's better times which are more propitious and less time, less propitious to do things. That's not the way we should be doing it. Don't read the horoscopes in the newspaper, although that really is, you know, uh, for lack of better better words, uh, really a, uh, a, 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 a stupidity more than it is this. But nonetheless, it's it's better not to uh, to 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 work on you know be superstitious about times. What's menachesh? Menachesh is superstition. A deer crossed my path. A bread fell out of my mouth. The examples the Gemara in Sanhedrin says. So I'm not going to go and involve myself in these activities. What we talk about today: if you open up an umbrella and door, black glass or a cat crosses your path, you break a mirror, knock on wood, all those things. That's nonsense. That's what's called nichush. We're not allowed. We're not allowed to do that. What's Chover? Chover actually says bringing together certain creepy crawly scorpions as a form of sorcery. Of and Yidani are um, are bringing up the dead, whether it be using a dead body part or part of the, the this, this person's actual body themselves. They bring back the voices of the dead. So the, these are also things which are which are not allowed as well. Now, do these things actually work? So the Rambam in Mishnah Torah says absolutely not. He says Dvarim kulam sheker of him. These are these are all nonsense. None of them ever work. So these are quacks who are busy trying to peddle their wares to people who like to um, ha- believe in higher higher callings and are misguided in their way as well. So in a certain sense, the uh, the Rambam says ms. Um, he says the, if you think about that, if anybody believes in these things, the Torah forbids this. They are hadas. There's such people are lacking knowledge and education. So the Isra in the Torah over here is don't be stupid. Don't be fooled by people who are going to turn off the lights and you know use a deep voice to to make you feel good about something that you want a decision you want to make. Don't don't look for that. The Ramban, though, however, and many of many of the, the, the other Mephoshim actually understand that there are certain forces and powers in the world, and Hashem gives mastery of um, of certain uh, under certain powers, the the Mazalos, the Kochavim, and we'll call pipelines of divine flow. And if a person is able to access or change those pipelines, a person can actually do things. And the Torah is saying, don't utilize those. Right? That's what the Torah is saying. Yes, they do exist. There is a power to them. Don't utilize them. The Ramban gives an example of where a person can change oneg to nega. A person can uh, um, so can change what could be a plague to uh, or something pleasant to a, to a plague or vice versa. There is a possibility of doing that, or even if not actually changing things, but seeing what the pipeline looks like. If a person is able to see what what's coming out of the pipeline, we'll know one will know what's in the imminent future. Don't do these things. And this comes down to the last words of the Aliyah, which is which means to say, as Rashi points out, is be straight with Hashem. Stop, stop trying to game the system. Stop trying to get some sort of guarantees or, or hedging the, the bets. Trying to work out the future to make yourselves feel more comfortable. No. Be honest with Hashem. Do what you're supposed to do now. No, Hashem's got the rest of it in, 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 under His control. And you are doing what you should. That's the responsibility over here. Is being upfront in our relationship to Hashem. Not looking around the corner. That's what the Aliyah is talking about. This closes our fourth Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.